Good evening, Sixers Sports Talk here. The 76ers fall to the Washington Wizards 122 to 114. They still lead the series 3 to 1, though. Big news Joel Embiid goes down with an injury, got his MRI today. We are awaiting results, and he is doubtful for game five. I'm with Jerry Green. How are you today, Jerry? I'm doing pretty good. I'm just hoping Embiid's okay. Yeah, if Embiid is hurt, then you can almost kiss any chances. Uh, of a deep playoff run goodbye. Actually, I shouldn't say that because I still think we can beat the Knicks or the Hawks without Tool and Bede. Uh But that's a subject for later is we still need to win this series. Um, you know, obviously we need to win one more. We go back home. We play them on Wednesday night, which is tomorrow night. We're recording this on Tuesday. Uh, so let's talk about the game a little bit. So, yes, obviously Joel and B goes down with an injury. It was a really exciting game. You know, the Wizards kind of controlled for most of it. Uh, including the second half, until the final around eight to ten minutes left in that fourth quarter when the 76ers went on a good run, uh, even took the lead at certain points. But at interesting sequence, interesting sequences went on as Tyrese Maxey was going off, and they were intentionally fouling Ben Simmons four times in the last four minutes as Ben Simmons went four for eight on free throws there. Jared, what was your whole, like, what did you think of that whole fourth quarter that went on? All right, so I have a pretty complex stance on this obviously it's a big point of discussion um on twitter on espn on everywhere uh the past day or so since the game happened Uh, because pretty much what the wizards did was ben simmons so like outside of the final two minutes of like a game when a team's in the penalty they could just foul whoever they want and send that person the free throw line so the sixers would like not even inbound the ball and ben simmons would just go to the free throw line it happened four, three or four times in a row, um, and he shot four of eight on those free throws. Four of eight is not terrible. It's not good either. Um, but four of eight, I think you can manage that as long as you're playing good defense on the other end. But the problem is the, the Sixers really weren't, and the reason why they weren't playing great defense is because there was no center on the floor because Dwight Howard and Ben Simmons could not play together, and – you know, Ben Simmons is your best player. You got to have him on the floor in a close fourth quarter game, no matter what. Even if that's happening, I think he should still stay on the floor. Um, so there was no center, and you know the Wizards were able to get a couple. I think they got an offensive rebound on one possession that led to like a putback or a second chance opportunity. Um, They're able to get to the rim easier and score there, and you know that's the real reason why the Sixers. Um, they, they were unsuccessful in the end of that fourth quarter last night. It, it's not necessarily because Ben Simmons was missing free throws, although that was an issue and it has been an issue for this entire series. He didn't make a single free throw in games one through three, and he shot five of 11 in total on free throws last night. Um, but, you know, the big problem here is, yeah, he, he needs to figure out how to shoot, and we really, really need to be back because – we saw what happened when he wasn't there. Um, that was just not fun to watch as a fan, having to watch Ben Simmons walk up to the free throw line. <laughs> just the walk of pain. That you just see him like slowly approaching the line, and then he would make one of two. Um, and then the Wizards would come down the floor and score, or they would miss, but then they'd get an offensive rebound and then score. Uh, so it was very painful to watch. I'm really, really, really hoping that Embiid's knee or back or whatever it is is okay. I, it looked like he fell on his back, but on the injury report, they listed as like knee soreness. So I have no clue what's going on there. Uh, but whatever it is, I hope he's okay.
Yeah. It's on, you know, a couple of things that you said. So you mentioned how four of eight, you know, it's not bad. Uh, in my opinion, you know, four of eight in the clutch is awful. Uh, that's my opinion. Now, if we're speaking the Ben Simmons standards, then it's just bad. I mean, I think you can say five of eight would be average. So I think it would be a little below average. But in the clutch, I think you have to knock down at least six of those free throws. Obviously, we did not. I'm not saying, you know, if we make those free throws, I don't know what happens in the game. I think there's still a pretty good chance anyway. You know, there's a guy named Daniel Gafford on the Wizards, and he was kind of tearing us up last night. So was Rui Hachimura as he hit the dagger as well. Uh, as of the MRI case, I, I'm pretty sure with the MRI, if he's getting one, then it would be more on his knee. I think if it was his back a little bit more, I don't think he'd need an MRI for his back because I didn't see any that and usually on a fall you usually don't need an MRI so it looks like it was one on a fall I mean who knows maybe tweak something uh but go with it's a knee injury and hopefully it's nothing serious uh but you know you never know yeah well one more thing let me before we move on from this free throw thing let me put it this way if so four of eight from free throw that's basically the same as if you had four possessions and you made two layups and you missed two three-pointers. Like, that wouldn't be necessarily terrible, especially if you're playing good defense. Obviously, it's not good, but I think it's just, like, slightly below average. It's not, like, the worst outcome possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, I have an interesting stat line for all you math dorks out there, uh, and it was a pretty hard math equation as we had to go to break in order for me to finish calculating all this. But I have finished. Uh, even, I had math class earlier. so. Uh, but here we go. So Joel Embiid has played 95 minutes so far in the first four games in this series. As you know, there are 48 minutes in a basketball game. If you don't know that, then you wouldn't be listening to our podcast. Uh, when I did the math, that means Joel Embiid has been averaging 23 minutes throughout this entire series per game. He, Joel Embiid, our top player, MVP candidate, has been averaging 23 minutes per game. Um, we're still leading the series three to one. Uh, take that as you wish, but I thought that would be an interesting stat. Yeah, and I mean that's that's like pretty heavily dragged down by the eleven minutes he played last night. But still, even even though without that though, he'd yeah. probably be averaging maybe even a little under thirty, probably not. But yeah, uh, you know, as you playing. know, yeah, he didn't play really in game one that much because the foul trouble. Game two was just a blowout. Uh, so it's a couple, you know, a couple. Stances there won't be didn't have to play, and game yeah. three is a blowout too, as I should say. And and one more thing we should point out before we move on from criticizing Ben Simmons is he only played twenty four and a half minutes last night. Uh, that's because he was in foul trouble and you know he couldn't be out on the floor for most of the second quarter. Uh, he finished with five fouls, and he was one of our best players in terms of like plus minus. He was a plus four on the night, and you know. We know Ben Simmons is a good basketball player, and maybe in like the clutch situations, his weaknesses are more likely to get exposed. But uh, he can't be picking up a ton of fouls early on, if especially if Embiid is injured. Obviously, he didn't know that Embiid was going to be out at the start of the game when he was picking up fouls. But but still, uh, we needed him on the floor for more than twenty four minutes of that game. If you think about that, Ben Simmons played just half of the game. Uh, if he plays you know, three quarters of the game, if he gets 36 minutes, I think we're in a much better position to win. Um, so that's another thing to think about. And, you know, just in terms of the loss last night. 
And now here's my take on Ben Simmons. So, and I, even throughout this playoff run, there's a lot of people that don't like Ben Simmons and say he needs to be traded. I'm seeing more of this as the series goes on. And it, I, it just doesn't, it blows my mind. And I thought we were all over this, uh, but people really just still don't like this guy. Uh, they're out to get him. And this is the bottom line with it. Uh, I don't care that he doesn't shoot. I think he fits our team well, especially with this defense and how he complements and beats game and our three point shooters. Uh, but I don't even care if he's on a good three, three or a free throw shooter, but he needs to be able to shoot free throws in the clutch. I mean, like last night, it kind of killed us. You know, other things killed us too. Uh, but I, I only care if he shoots 65% free throws, but I want him to get six of those eight free throws in the clutch last night instead of four of eight, like something minor like that. Uh, but other than that, I like Ben Simmons. You guys need to back off him a little bit because he still has a big impact on that court. Yeah, I agree. Let's move on to a couple other Sixers. Tobias Harris had 21 points, 13 rebounds. Uh, I thought he was all right. Didn't shoot the ball very well. But 8 and 24. A, yeah, he's been having a pretty good series. Um, I guess we'll let him have a night off or whatever. Uh, Danny Green was pretty good shooting the ball. Seth Curry, not so much. He was 0-4 on three-pointers. Uh, Furkan Korkmaz, he had a couple of shots. And now this is the real interesting discussion here. Um, also, Mike Scott did not – he was 0-4 from the field. Um, he was also playing a lot of center, and he just didn't have a good game. He shouldn't be in the rotation at all, but obviously with the hole and beat circumstances, he kind of had to. And we don't have a third center, so – well, he is the third center, and he's not really a center anyways. But anyways, what I wanted to talk about was the the guard rotation situation. So you have George Hill, Tyrese Maxey off the bench, um, and Furkan Korkmaz as well. Furkan's a little bit different, though. He's more of just like a spot-up shooter, less than a ball handler. Um, but then you also have Shake Millen. And now Shake was pretty much the sixth or sixth man for most of the season, um, I thought he would definitely be in the playoff rotation. and But now even when Doc is going, you know, 11 deep into the bench, he's still only getting seven minutes. Uh, that's how much he played last night. It, his shot has been off. It's really been on and off all season, it, especially like the first half of the season. He struggled to shoot it. Second half, picked it up a little bit more. But in the playoffs, it hasn't been falling for him. And, you know, you can't really blame Doc for not playing him, especially with the way that Tyrese Maxey is – been looking uh maxi's been amazing we'll talk about a little bit more about him in a second george hill has been exactly what we expected of him a solid guard he's going to knock down three pointers and you know be able to take care of the offense especially in minutes where ben simmons isn't on the floor uh but shake Milton, he's getting his minutes cut and you know like i said you can't blame doc for cutting his minutes because if he's not hitting shots he's not bringing a ton of value to this team yeah, exactly. And, you know, he, he brings a lot of hustle and then he brings his shot making, you know. Uh, he's either really efficient or he has a poor night. Uh, he's been having a lot of poor nights recently. But let's talk about Maxi and George Hill. Actually, first, you know, you mentioned Danny Green and Seth Curry. If Seth Curry didn't shoot the three balls so badly, I mean, he actually had a good game. He shot, you know, five when that's excluding his three-pointers. He even, I believe he snapped Raul Neto's ankles a little bit. I think that was him. Uh, I can fact check that later. It's not really that important, but it was a good play. But he traded him in a podcast saying that he will win us the playoff game. And I really thought that this would be that. Uh, obviously, in the clutch, 
it did not work out. But, I mean, he was just knocking down in that fourth quarter. He ended up with 14 points and three of five from three. Uh, I think most of those were in that fourth quarter. But, yeah, him and Maxi, they were doing really good. Maxi just – I mean, he looks like a three-year veteran or so going on in the playoffs. I mean, he looks like he's not a rookie. He, he finished with 15 last night, 6 of 12 shooting, 2 or 3 from 3. He had a couple of steals as well, or he had a big steal um, and a, a big rebound too at the time. Uh, but sadly, none of it mattered in the end. Yeah, and Maxi says a lot about the new Sixers front office with, you know, Daryl Morey uh, and, you know, obviously brought in Doc Rivers, but just the new – culture of the of the front office and the team in general because uh it's very rare for any rookie to be playing 20 plus minutes in a playoff game at all especially a rookie that was picked 21st overall so uh you got to give credit to the front office daryl morey ellen brand uh for making that pick at 21 that's probably the steal of the draft in my opinion there are some other good rookies you know down the line but maxi to contribute like this in the playoffs it's something that doesn't happen very often from a guy who was picked uh, in the spot that he was picked. Yeah, and I'm not I, – I, I love the pick, and I'm not taking anything away from Daryl Morey, and I think that they all done a great job. You know, I think the whole Sixers staff has done a great job with this roster, but Maxi did fall. There's, I, mean, I don't think anybody thought that a bunch of these guys – a bunch of these names were going to fall. The guard position particularly fell as Halliburton was recognized as one of the best guards in the draft. Fourth overall was his projection. He went 12th. And that kind of pushed everybody back. I remember pre-draft, Jerry, we were talking about trying to get like Tyrell Terry or someone like that. And I believe he went like mid-second round. I mean, that's the guard position got really pushed back in the draft this past year. So yeah. nothing to take away from the Sixers front office because I've actually thought they've done a great job with this team. Uh, and I'm still thinking they're going to win the finals. I think I say it on every Sixers podcast. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to say that they're going to win the finals on this episode because uh, the state of Embiid's health is. That is true. That is true. I didn't, you know, I'm not going to say anything. (laughs) And I I really, I really would struggle to see them. Honestly, I don't even know if we can beat the Hawks without Joel Embiid, which we should spend a minute to talk about that series real quick. The Hawks are leading 3-1. It looks like they're probably going to be playing in the second round. Um, they do go back to Madison Square Garden tomorrow, though. Let's see if the Knicks can pull off a miracle. Julius Randle is really disappointed in the past few games of the series. Um, but, you know, Trey Young has looked really good, and the Hawks look like a team that I don't exactly particularly want to play. Uh, still better than whatever's on the other side of the bracket, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. But, uh, you know, the Hawks are dangerous. We shouldn't take them lightly. I think they can easily push us to six, even with a healthy MB. Yeah, I think we beat the Hawks pretty easily. I think we beat them in five or six. I think they will give us somewhat of a challenge. Uh, but even without beat, I think we still win that series. Uh, that's a discussion for another day. I think the Knicks are actually a better basketball team. I don't know what's going on with them in this series. Obviously, Randall has not been playing to expectations. I'm not ruling anything out just yet. You know, a lot of 3-1 comebacks have gone on in recent history, especially last year. You know, we saw the Nuggets do it twice, I believe. Yeah, twice. Um, so, you never know. Uh, I do think the Hawks will win that series, though. But last thing I want to mention, then we'll wrap this lovely show up. Russell Westbrook, uh, one of the most interesting stat lines, you know, of the season so far, I'd say, even including regular season last night. Uh, Russell Westbrook, he ended up with 
My box score just crashed. I'll read it. He ended up with 19 points, 21 rebounds, and 14 assists. Uh, he was also... Mentioned his field goal percentage, too. Yeah. yeah, his field goal percentage. He shot 3 of 19 from the field, which is a mere 16%, uh, 04 from 3. But he did shoot 13 of 16 at the free throw line. And, you know, that's one of the – I didn't really mention this, but that's one of the key things that lost the Sixers this game. They gave up quite a few free throws to the Wizards, and Russell Westbrook was the main guy getting in the line. He was knocking down his shots too. Uh, maybe, I'm just saying, Ben Simmons 5 of 11. If you add on six more points, that would mean that the final score would be um, 120 to 122. Wizards win, but still, it would be a lot closer. Uh, so maybe if our point guard can knock down more free throws, it would be a closer game. But uh, Russell Westbrook, he can knock down his free throws. He can't shoot. Uh, he turns the ball over a lot four times last night, which was you know, actually pretty good for his standards. But he just does some weird stuff on the basketball court. I have no clue what's going on. He also had like a foul that was called a common foul. It should have been a flagrant on Ben Simmons uh, where he like slapped him in the face. They call I mean, I'm all for like, you know, physical basketball in the playoffs, but they've been calling that as a flagrant all playoffs. Uh, I just don't see how that could have been not called a flagrant, uh, along with all the other questionable officiating decisions. This was just a really weird, but also interesting game to watch. Yeah, I think the Wizards did outplay us, but yeah, the refs, uh, they were interesting. And I do agree with you. I think that should have been called a flagrant, but it's really. Uh, it was so close. I, I mean, I really could have seen it either way. But going with what the calls have been so far this year, I think it should have been a flagrant. I think the rest did mess up a little bit there. Uh, but, you know, what are you going to do? Ben Simmons would pro- actually know Ben Simmons would not have been taking that flagrant foul free throw, correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we could have. Should... Actually, I don't think so. But but the thing is, he either way, he probably would have missed free it. Throw. <laughs> yeah, but we would get the ball back after. Yeah, which is the that difference. is true. And the last thing I want to say, uh, you know, mentioning Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal had seven turnovers, uh, so they combined for 11 as Westbrook had four. The rest of their team only had two, uh, so that should tell you something right there. But That tells you a lot about who's handling the ball for their team. I mean, it's really just like those two guys on the ball and then everyone else is standing around. Maybe a little bit of Ish Smith here and there, Raul Neto, but everyone else just stands there. Occasionally throw the ball to Robin Lopez in the post, and he throws up one of those hook shots, which we didn't even talk about that. <laughs> he was 5 of 5 on the Robin Lopez sky hook last night. And that was absolutely destroying us. This really was an interesting game. Yeah, Robin Lopez, and there was 16 points. Uh, and not only that, he had a career night, and so did Rehatchmer. We mentioned that in the beginning. It would keep ended with 20 points and 13 rebounds. Uh, he went shot eight for 12. Uh, but two last things because we just forgot a big point. Uh, but I'll save that for last. One quick thing could you imagine if Russell Westbrook did not shoot as many threes or just jumpers in general? Like, could you imagine if he was an efficient shooter? Yeah, I think this team would win at least one round in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I think if you look at, at the Houston Rockets last year specifically in like February before the season shut down. I think he was playing injured in the bubble. But what Mike D'Antoni and Daryl Morey had him doing in that system where he pretty much just only took shots of the rim uh, and they had, you know, a lot of spacing around him. They pretty much played with – they did play without a center uh, and just 
four shooters around him and it was very effective. He was, you know, I, I think he was playing at the level of like a top 10 player in the league legitimately. I, I, and I thought he could do something similar in Washington, you know, cause they have shooters like Davis Bertans, Thomas Bryant, before he got injured, that's a good like shooting center. Um, Bradley Beal, obviously, but it hasn't necessarily been the case. I also think that he has a lot more freedom in this environment, whereas Houston was like more of a contending team and they were, they were like, all right, Russ, you're not going to, you're not going to shoot 20 shots a game uh, if you're not making them. Yeah. And last couple points talking about that Westbrook uh, shooting efficiency. He's never been an efficient shooter. You know, if you're a bat and you know this, his career high was last year, actually. He shot 47.2%. But other than that, I mean, it's 43s, 42s, an occasional 45. Uh, he's never been efficient. He shot 439 this year. Uh, but the last thing, I can't believe we forgot to talk about this. So, yes, the Embiid injury is huge, but I still think we had the edge. But I think this injury kind of sets the Wizards down a little bit. Davis Bertans is out for the series four to six weeks. Uh, so that is a huge so We lost one for maybe one game. They lost one for the rest of the series, and he's a crucial part to their team. He's a knockdown shooter. Uh, and, you know, you don't wish an injury upon anyone, but this may be a thankful thing for 76ers players out there, especially if Embiid's not getting one out. Yeah, the Lafayette laser. Uh, he can really <laughs> shoot the ball. Once he sees one go in, uh, it's it's we've we've played him a few times this season where he, he just makes one shot and then all of a sudden he makes four three pointers in a row and you have to call a timeout because his hand is literally on fire and you need to get a fire extinguisher. Um, yeah, and real quick, I probably should have worded it like that. I almost worded it like we're glad he's injured. I'm giving him some respect on his name uh, that Sixers players are a little bit thankful that they won't have to guard him. Uh, good thing it wasn't that serious. You know, he's only out for like a month or t- so, but. Uh, so he wouldn't even be able for the next round if they were to manage a 3-0 comeback on us. Yeah, I didn't even see that uh, he was out for the series. Uh, but, you know, that's unfortunate for the Wizards. News just broke probably, a couple hours ago. Yeah, I, I think he's probably like uh, maybe like their third best player behind Beal and Westbrook. I don't know. I feel like I might be forgetting someone big, but. He's really important. no, no. I, I, I would agree on that. I mean, you could argue argue Rui Hachimura, but no, I, I, I'd say he's their third best player. I really, I yeah. would. Yeah, uh, Robin Lopez, the way he's been playing, he might be the third best player. But Davis Bertans, <laughs> huge loss to the Wizards. Uh, hopefully, he has a good recovery and everything like that. Um, but that's gonna wrap up this episode. So thank you everyone for listening. This was actually a pretty long one. Uh, maybe Probably a lot of good points bit. though. Yeah, we had we had quite a bit to talk about. Um, once maybe depending on what the the news is, once the news breaks on Embiid, maybe we'll have to record a podcast on that. Uh, hopefully that it's good news and we don't have to record anything because he'll be back after next game. But um, we'll have to wait and see. But thank you for listening to this one, and we'll see you next time. This was Philly Sports Talk. Thank you guys very much.